You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. LA Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of LA Street Art Gallery, James Chen of Paint the Town Podcast, episode 94. It's 94? Yep. It's 94, man. Basically, uh... I thought uh, the last one was 94. Let me see here. That's why... That, I was about... Sorry, it's 95. <laughs> that's why, that's oh! Why pulled, the old man was check. right! <laughs> that's why I was about to pull my phone out to double check right now, but, uh... Good stuff, man. I mean, uh... That made my day. I never claimed to have a good memory, man. I'm a fucking stoner, dude. You know what I mean? So. Oh, great. Okay. You already already taking me down, huh? But anyway, but, but hey, uh, but I, I, you know, me being young, man, I, I didn't have very good sleep a lot of times, man. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, even though I'm young. Did you hear? Did you uh, feel the earthquake this morning? I, I didn't, man. But uh, yeah, I was gonna ask you. Didn't? Because I'm all the way out here in Orange County, man, in Brea. You know what I mean? So I actually didn't, and I was awake too. <laughs> you know, I mean, last night I couldn't go to sleep, and uh, I was just like, you know, just watching a real cool Beastie Boys documentary on uh, uh, Apple Plus. Actually, I highly recommend it. Um, and then, uh, you know, I just all of a sudden I saw everybody on social media. You know, I had my social media on while I was watching TV, basically in my studio. You know, and then uh, I just see all these like messages popping up, and I see. Oh, the life of a single man. Yeah. <laughs> I have a man cave inside a man cave, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> like my house is a man cave. And then I have my yes, studio man cave. You know what I mean? And then I have like my gym man cave. So I have like multiple man cave stations, man. You know what I mean? But did yeah, you feel the for that, man? <laughs> I, I love coming to your place. I wish I could stay there more often. It's, uh, it is up There's- to man caves in a man cave. Yeah, for sure, man. There is an extra guest bedroom, man. So, uh, you, you know, I mean, on occasion, a lot of people do crash, you know, but um, usually it's when uh, we party too hard, you know. But um, did you feel the earthquake last night? No, I, um, in order for me to feel an earthquake, um, it has to be pretty substantial. I got to, like, see some knocking or something like that because I usually, my leg shakes a lot when I sleep. I've been yeah. told, so... I see. Uh, I'm not gonna feel, you know. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm You know, most of my body is already kind of shaking, and it's not part. Don't worry about it, bro. Okay. Uh, <laughs> fuck you. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, restless leg syndrome. I think is what it's called. So I don't know. I, I'm like a big like. I move in my sleep too, man. Like I have a fucking California king, and I'll like, I'll like wake up like upside down on the fucking like where where your feet are. Like my head will be there when I, when I wake up, and sh- I'll do like three sixties inside my fucking bed, man. Like you, you know, what I mean, like Holy shit, man. the bigger the bed, so the that's more- when you get you get your exercise when you're sleeping is what happens. The bigger the bed, the more I move around, man. If I'm sleeping on a nice little twin, dude, like I don't, I like I understand my boundaries. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't move that it's fucking weird. You're like a goldfish, you're not gonna go beyond your perimeter. Seriously, man. But yeah, anyway, so neither of us felt the earthquake, man. It's fucking fake news, bro. Shit, dude. My wife did. Uh, my wife 
uh, uh, felt it and she got up and, and went and checked on the kids and, you know, they didn't, they were they out cold, it. man. I see. Dude, the kids, like, when they are out cold, it's almost scary sometimes, man. You can sit there and, like, shake them or whatever. <laughs> just out. Completely out. Oh, man, sometimes I'm so envious of the, 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 the good rim sleep that they get. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know, man. All my life, I always had trouble sleeping when I was a kid, man. I mean, not, not so much now because I smoke weed, you know what I mean? Like, if you smoke weed and then you yeah. eat that meal, man, like, you're going to fall asleep, man. Like, that's know, a sleeping so. pill right there. That's, that's a definite <laughs> sleeping pill right there. Totally, man. Uh, but, but yeah, man. I mean, earthquakes are fucking scary as fuck if you're actually, uh, you, you know, sometimes they're, like, swaying and shit, dude. So I remember the Northridge quake, like, back in the day. Like, it was, in, it was in the middle of the night, and then, like, uh, my mom, like, pulled us out of bed, and as the whole house was shaking, because we're upstairs, and then um, to hide under this big table, which uh, is a horrible fucking idea, actually. Nowadays, we have different yeah, protocols. Yeah, it's not good. But, you know, back in the day, it was, like, everything was, like, duck, duck and cover, man. Like, it was nuclear bomb, duck oh. and cover. Earthquake, duck and cover. Hurricane, duck and cover. You, you know what I mean? So... <laughs> But uh, not a not a not a good thing to do now. Though. Get the fuck out. <laughs> totally. Like... Well, I see you're in the waiting room, man. You want to introduce our guest, dude? Yeah, dude. Um, whoops. Uh, I hit the wrong thing there. <laughs> there we go. Um, this is uh, Kitska. Um, this is a, a female uh, street artist, and um, I love her her design, man. She's got like some. I would call it um, kind of futuristic or um, ah, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Dreamlike uh, figures that uh, that she does uh, draws psychedelic and, too. And, That's uh, a... psychedelic, somewhat psychedelic. Yeah, um, but she is the girlfriend of Scam, and um, they are. Uh, you know, I, I visited them when I was in um, in Portland. And they're an enjoyable couple to be around. You know what I mean? Like some couples are just, you enjoy being around them. Other couples, you'd rather hang out with just the dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, no, totally. These these guys are so cool. Uh, you can hang out with either or, or both of them. And it's, they're really enjoyable people. And they do they're street art together. Like, like uh, you killed me first and there she is basically, right? It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, all right. So let me let her in real quick. I love the mask. Look at that Welcome. mask. I'm Permanent always... smile. <laughs> it, um, Cheshire cat looking smile, right? Yes. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, Kitska, thank you so much for uh, joining us in our futuristic um, version of our podcast. We were hoping to come up and see you guys personally. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I love you guys. I love uh, huge tons of respect for the artwork you guys do and the effort yeah. that you put in and everything. And um, I just would have loved to have been there in the, in the studio hanging out with you guys with James and everything. But, you know. We'll uh, make it up there, uh, unfortunately, man. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, we will eventually. We will eventually make it up there as soon as it's, possible, as soon as this ridiculousness is. Yeah, uh, it's know. good to see your face, though. That makes it like I – it's really good to see your face. <laughs> 
It helps, right? It's, it's, it does. Uh, it's like, I'm like, oh my God, there are people there. Like, you know. No. Um, so what has it been like for you? Have you, um, I mean, do you go outside much? Uh, do you, do you, uh, uh, you know, are you out and about at all? Uh, what has it been like since the, the lockdown? I, like, I, I've been downtown a few times, but other than that, I go to the market when I need to go, and that's pretty much it. Like, or I'll walk around our neighborhood. Because I, you know, my mom's a nurse, so she's like, oh my god, yeah, yeah. she's actually retired. She's retired, so she's oh, very. Oh, thank goodness! Yeah. Thank goodness! Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong; we could use her right now, but yeah. I'm so glad because I, you know, I really like you, and I would hate for your mom to have to um, deal with this, the, the un, just unknowing what is is the virus. You know, yeah. they don't really have an idea of its potential at this. She point. was. Yeah, she called me, and I, like, my mom, because nurses are very, like, matter-of-fact, like, they don't fuck around, and, like, I my, love that. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, my mom called me, and she was actually, like, I, you know, I, she cries, but, like, she was really upset, and she was, like, she's, like, I can't believe this. She's, like, I, like, I don't know what, what's gonna happen. Like, I, you know, I'm usually, like, pretty good at, like, you know, figuring out what's gonna happen, but this, this president just messed everything up. I'm, like, yeah, he did, didn't he? So she's yeah. like beside herself with like rage. And I'm like, Ooh, mama bear is angry. <laughs> Are you yeah. talking about for COVID or for the port, the protests in, uh, you know, for, co for COVID. Yeah. She's pissed. And the, and the protest, she's like, every, I have had like 15 family members that are like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, we're fine. <laughs> the two in Where, uh, what area is your mom in? Um, my parents live uh, around Philadelphia. I'm oh, okay. So they're on the other coast. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. No wonder they're freaking out and everything. Yeah. They have no, like they see everything on the news and obviously the media is just going to like make whatever the fuck they want up and show everybody how violent and fire Portland is. And it's like, actually we're a bunch of like art hippies. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, what I was going to ask you is um, you said you've been out a couple of times. Has there been any time during these protests or whatever that you felt danger? And, and fear for your life or whatever? Uh, no, actually. Not not really. Like, I just, you know, they're they're all very peaceful. Like, super peaceful. And they want to get their point across. And it's the feds and the police that are being violent. Our police suck. They are super violent. They're super racist. Um, like, <laughs> it's, yeah. It, and before the feds got here, the police were being violent on their own just fine. So we didn't need... <laughs> of it like we we're like yeah like that was really dumb now you're just really gonna piss the city of portland off and like i think one of the protests had like ten thousand people or something. yeah I'm, i actually have a, a video right here i'm gonna pull it up real quick because it's honestly it's really amazing footage this uh check this out wow yeah it's like good job trump you just pissed all of us off <laughs> like Oh, man. Yeah. And, you know, I was just talking about this in the, in the last podcast. Um, I, I was watching some information on the, um, on the Spanish flu. Um, yeah. You know, I actually have that. I have that mini documentary real quick. You guys want to take a look at it? It's only a minute and a half, actually, of the yeah. similarities one. Yeah. So I, I was able to. Yeah. Out. I think it's important. It is. A, it, yeah. It's, know, it's absolutely like a parallel. It's kind of a. Uh, here's to check this out. 
Since the start of the coronavirus pandemic, Mr. Trump has downplayed the severity of the problem. Woodrow Wilson tried to minimize the Spanish flu epidemic. Pretended it wasn't happening. Despite public warnings against mass gatherings, President Trump is encouraging thousands of people to gather for a fireworks display. Woodrow Wilson encouraged public events. He told mayors and governors to have military parades. This is a flu. This is like a flu. National public health leaders saying this is ordinary influenza by another name. There's no reason to panic at all. The Surgeon General said if proper precautions are taken, you have no cause for alarm. Donald Trump is pushing the debunked conspiracy that coronavirus was man-made in a lab in Wuhan, China. People began blaming the Germans, claiming they were spreading poison clouds or that Bayer, which was a German-owned company, had infected their aspirin. The president suggested Americans could inject themselves with disinfectants to ward off COVID-19. The disinfectant where it knocks it out in a minute. Snake oil salesmen had a field day. Vicks VapoRub also advertised itself as a remedy for the flu, claiming to stimulate the mucous membrane to throw off the germs. Despite the alarming spike, many people still refuse to wear masks. Cities recommended face masks, though many residents didn't take that suggestion seriously. Masks are mandated here. Not everyone likes the rule. You guys are violating federal law. Do you get that? One woman declared the ordinance, quote, absolutely unconstitutional. Thousands protested mandatory masking measures. Are you going to allow the government to tell you you have to wear a mask? No! That's, uh, I, don't, I don't know how well you can hear that teach, but uh, basically it's just showing. No, you couldn't hear it at all, but. Could I you hear that at all? By... Could you hear it? I couldn't hear it really very okay, well. I'll, but I I'll, I'll go back and re-edit it back in, basically. Um, but basically what I was just saying is like, there's just so many parallels. I mean, Woodrow Wilson was like encouraging people to come out at the time, you know, uh, you know, yeah. there's like these fake, uh, um, remedies, basically people were saying that Vicks vapor rub is kind of like, uh, you know, it'll make you feel a lot better. of mixed, mixed up messages. Exactly. Yeah. Things going on now. Yeah. You know, and it, it's just, uh, man, we can't help ourselves, man. You, you know, I think, uh, it's just crazy that humans, I mean, we kind of like repeat these cycles, man. We really don't learn from like fucking history, you know? So, oh, no. But yeah, <laughs> on, on a brighter note, man, we'd love to talk a little bit about your street art because, uh, uh, you know, we were looking at some of your stuff and. Uh, Hold on a second. So, where, you're, uh, where are you from originally, um, Kitska? Uh, I'm originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Okay. So I'm a little, um, bit, I'm an East Coaster. I have a little bit of a, a rough edge to me. <laughs> compared to I'm from Florida. I've got to have a rough, a rough edge <laughs> as well. Um, so when did, uh, coming from Philadelphia, what was, uh, when did you realize you were, um, you know, drawn to, uh, drawn to art? Um, when did you realize you were uh, wanting to do artwork? Uh, wanting to, like, when I started doing art? Yeah, like it did. What age, how old were you, what do you remember doing? Um, I remember specifically, which is really funny. I was like about five years old and I was in preschool and I had a really vivid imagination. I really liked to watch those like Nova, like nature specials on PBS. And so I was really obsessed with wolves. And so I went to preschool after watching like this nature special and I drew this wolf chasing down this deer and stuff. And like all the other kids are doing like sunshine and rainbow. And then I have like blood and guts and like this deer being taken out by a wolf. And I brought it home to my mom and it had a note from my teacher. <laughs> like your child has a really great imagination. I was like, yeah. 
awesome. It's interesting <laughs> imagination. I remember those documentaries on uh, PBS too. I mean, what is about like wolves that like, uh, are you a dog person or you, is it just wolves basically? Um, I mean, so I think it's just my personality. I, you know, I can be very soft and sweet, but if you fuck with me, the wolf comes out. So it's, you know, I, I, I live my life and try to be as calm and as serene and as, you know, loving and helpful to people as I possibly can be. But if you're just a straight up asshole, they get to see the ugly side. <laughs> For sure. So that's, that's why awesome. I think I like wolves, because they're like, don't fuck with us. Yeah, wolves are fucking scary, man. I, I mean, honestly, they're, they actually have the same DNA as uh, genome as dogs, you know what I mean? It, it, I, I, they, they found that out recently, actually. So, you know, the uh, dogs are basically just domesticated wolves throughout, you know, millions of years, basically, with humans. So, interesting fact. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so... Uh, so how did, uh, how did you end up uh in portland from from philadelphia so i was married before um i was married to a, a gentleman in the military and so we just kind of bounced from city to city to city for trainings for all this other stuff and i had known him when i was in high school so like you know i knew that person then but when going to the military it, it changes you um, oh yeah i know I'm military myself so yeah. And so I, you know, I was not cut out for that lifestyle because I remember going to like military, like, you know, events with other wives and stuff. And I was like the creepy goth weird wife, like in the corner, <laughs> All were, like really normal, like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> That's like, awesome. Uh, you actually went to those parties dressed goth and everything. Like you didn't, you weren't going to be like, okay, no, I'm not going to wear this shit that they're wearing. You're going to, you're going to be yourself though. Right. Yeah, they yeah they were like Stepford wives, and I was like over in the corner like. They're like baking I... apple pies and track suits, basically. <laughs> um, You're sitting there so... as a goth. I could totally see that she's like the odd man out. Just like, what you hey weren't guys. in their book club? Um, so they wanted me in the spouses club, but I realized that they were a bunch of bitches, and so I said no, thank you, and I. <laughs> I like which made it lonely because you know they all support each other and I'm like you guys are total jerks you were total uh, jerks um there was like a hierarchy like it was like a hen house I was like oh, I, I'm not like yeah, the I'm not good with that. and everything I've never no. thought yeah. about that because most military I mean many military guys because of the, all the training they go through they're very similar dudes right so basically they have to have like wives basically that bounce around with them and, and you know I never really thought about that but very I, tolerant very tolerant wives, dude. I mean, dude, guys are gone on, you know, on uh, tours of duty sometimes for six months, eight months, a year. Yeah. Gone. Like, you know, it's basically a single mom for a lot of the, the, the military moms, you know? Oh, yeah. And mine was actually a pilot. So um, he, oh, wow. had, he would go out on deployments. He would also go out on like practice trainings, which were could be up to six months at a time, depending. So he was gone all the time. But um, we bounced. So I moved from Philadelphia to San Diego, California. I lived there for a little bit. And then we bounced to Mississippi, which was absolute hell for me. Yeah. Sorry about that. I was, the, I was the damn Yankee um, with the big mouth. And it was... <laughs> Yeah, like because I can't keep you. my mouth shut. And I worked at a cafe, like serving coffee to people, and people would make these like low-key snide remarks about me and my accent and where I was from. 
Um, and like, it was, it was awful. I'm so glad I don't live there anymore. Cause I, it was like a year and a half I lived there and I was like, this is the worst place on earth. <laughs> this this part of my palate would be dark and dreary from that I'll be taking from this experience, right? Well, I think I was, I was, now that I think back at it, on it, uh, when I lived in Mississippi, I was angry every single day. I was so pissed off. And it was the fact that like, there's racism everywhere. Okay. Oh yeah. But, I know. They are blatant. It is out. They don't care. And like, it didn't matter how many times I would, you know, call somebody out on something. They would just be like, yes, yeah, shut the fuck up. And I'd be like, like the rest of the world, like is a little bit more ahead of you guys. A little bit. <laughs> Behind everybody else. And their, their fucking state flag has the uh, Confederate flag up in the corner. I remember driving into that town and looking up. And I was like, oh, cool. And then I saw the flag and I was like, oh, not cool. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people still don't uh, understand the connection, you know, in that area. They, they just think, oh, it's pretty. It's got the stars, huh. and the, you know, it, it's yeah. stars and straps. I don't understand what the problem is. It's right? interesting, too, because, like, you know, the Confederate flag before, even you know, in the previous. Flashbacks, this thing with my Mississippi accent I just did then. Did that scare you a little bit? It's good. I'm sorry. That was really good, actually. She's, she's the claws were coming out, man. She was, like, getting ready to, like, attack me, man. I'm sorry, no, James. I'm just saying, in, in, uh, like, even when I was a kid, man, like, um, you know, Dukes of Hazard, man. Like, it, it, you know what I mean? To me, like, it didn't yeah. really. But the, th the point is, I realized that it was kind of like when we were kids, it just wasn't really. It shouldn't be taught that way that it's no big deal, actually. Right. So we were conditioned in a sense. And even, you know, part of me kind of feels like, hey, man, like whatever, Dukes of Hazard. But, you know, I have no skin in the game, basically. But the point is, eventually, you know, Dukes of Hazard is not going to mean anything. And this flag is still going to mean something. And I think that's what the important part is, um, uh, you know, because a lot of people that's don't. That's all I ever knew it from, really, was I, I used to watch Dukes of Hazard when I was young. You and know, it's not a racist first, show, you know what I mean? Out, when it first came out, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and I remember just being seeing that, you know, woohoo, yeehaw, you know, like, I was young, I was stupid, I didn't know what the fuck it meant, you know what I mean, yeah. but as you get older, you keep seeing that, and then, then you start figuring out what all these different symbols and everything start meaning, and then it's like, okay, at a certain age, you should be made aware, you know, like, uh, high school at least, you know, yeah. like, our, our school system should at least prepare you in a way so that when you get out into the world that, you understand the difference in you know what's racist and confederate and and what's you know what isn't um yeah but I, uh I'm, you know like, when i was and, so i was very well aware of racism and like xenophobia uh when i was little because my grandparents on my dad's side they're ukrainian um well they're no longer with us but they immigrated to america at the end of world war ii oh, wow. And I remember being little and people treat, like my, my, my grandfather died before I was born, my Ukrainian one and, and the other one. But um, my papa, uh, she was, you know, alive until she was about 93. So she just recently passed away. But I just remember people like making remarks about her in the supermarket for, because her skin color is like a kind of a, it's a dark olive, um, but it's her accent that like really just sets her apart because it was a very thick Ukrainian accent. Uh, um, and people would be unkind to her. It was it was really like I just remember looking at her and I'm like, why are people being mean? Like what it why? What's the point? 
you're not you're not a mean person. Um, so I kind of, as a kid, I started seeing that early um, with my grandmother, and it that was really a mark, especially for someone like you. Yeah, it was hard because I she was like she was a tough lady. Like she she survived like Soviet Russian soldiers like chasing people down and throwing them on the Siberian death train that Stalin had. Oh yeah, she told me a story. Where she was running with a group of other Ukrainian children, and the Soviet Russian soldiers were chasing them because they were throwing people on this train to just, you know, the murder train, basically. Um, and she was hiding from these soldiers and, you know, a couple of the kids got snatched and thrown on the train, but she got away. Um, and there was also wow. something called the Holodomor, which was the Ukrainian death famine that was uh, enforced by Stalin. Um, nobody learns about that in America. Yeah, people don't understand, man. Russians, like, honestly, Russians have such a big, like, part in world war ii that basically americans we actually don't learn at all we just learned that hey we went to normandy and we saved the fucking day basically you know, you know what i mean yeah. Which, i mean helped minorly basically on the western front but on the entire eastern front defeating the german nazis man i mean if you want to take a look at the death count of russians james has enlightened me quite a few times about yeah, people, <laughs> i mean people don't even is. know how many how many fucking people die like if you want to call them the greatest generation, man, like you, my grandmother has the same stories, man, of like basically running away from the communists and getting on trains and the trains are so heavy. There's so many people that there's people uh, climbing underneath the trains yep. and going upwards on the mountain. It's so heavy that it comes back down, basically. You know what I mean? And but to me, I just I just think it's like, God damn, we can't even wear a fucking mask, man. We're such fucking pussies. Like, seriously, like th these are these, these this is like. Right what my grandmother came took us here to for us to have a better life and these fucks came and appreciate it man so it's just crazy yeah. man. like when i hear that yeah. story it really like uh touches my heart man because uh that's I've been, a striking as fuck comparison you know what i mean like, i've been to the ukraine too actually i've been to lviv basically i went to uh my cousin married a uh ukrainian uh girl basically and uh you know it's such a beautiful beautiful area man it's like the countryside and then um you know, you could just imagine this whole area that is the countryside right now, basically, is just like, it was all war-torn, basically, you know what I mean? And the atrocities that, like, people, like, we just hear Stalin, like, these are, like, like uh, historical figures, but we don't really understand, like, it's, it's just like, you know, they, they basically, they, they were... All I ever knew Stalin from was, like, uh, his profile image that I saw in some artwork that I thought was very provocative. Yeah, yeah no... It's interesting because He's like garbage. <laughs> and I thought the name was neat. Ooh, Stalin. That sounds tough, badass, man. That's interesting That's because all I knew about the fucker. Uh, if you look at Russia too, they're kind of a little bit ahead of us in this stuff too, because uh, for example, Stalingrad, you know, I mean, there's a city when he was there, like they renamed it, you know, I mean, they pulled down his statues and things like that. So it's kind of interesting if you look at it as a parallel to the South, man. I mean, you know, they they put Vladimir Putin, who's basically I, I mean, it depends on what news source you read, right? Or what, how you feel. But, you know, a lot of people feel like he's like, uh, you know, very strong character <laughs> as well, too, you know? So uh, to me, it's just interesting how history repeats itself through different cultures, too. You, you know what I mean? And, uh, um, yeah. what's, we're what's it again right now with the fucking COVID. Okay, no. Okay. Let's get back to where we were with uh, Kitska. And so you're, um, you were in the, uh, you were married, and then so you moved away from that and traveling and everything. And so, where was your next destination after all the, the traveling with the, um, with the um, 
military. So after Mississippi, I, I ended up in Washington State, up in the San Juan Islands, like in the boonies where everyone retired. Nice. Once again, I had no Navy or uh, military wife friends. Very <laughs> 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 lonely. Um, but that was towards the end of the relationship, and I was like, I need to save myself before I lose my mind. Um, and I, you know, exited as quietly and as gently as possible because I have guy friends who have been divorced for the wives just like ripped like everything away from them. And I was like, I, you know, I'm annoyed with you and I don't want this relationship, but I'm not going to do that. So peace out. I'm going to go save myself. Um, and I found wow, a that's awesome. I mean, I, it was easier <laughs> and it was easier on me too. Just to be like kind of neutral and as calm as possible. Obviously, I would like, <laughs> you know, cry every now and then just to get out. Um, but I found a job close to Portland. And so I actually ended up moving into the city. Um, and I heard the siren call of the street artists. And I was like, this looks really cool. I think I should do this. So what was the saw in Portland that, that drew you to that made you want to put your first piece out? Well, so actually, um, I, I was still living up near the San Juans when my parents came to visit. We went down to Seattle um, and we walked down Post Alley where the gum wall is. Yeah. And, uh, we saw a scam poster, an RX poster, and a Vox Romana poster. And like, I was just drawn to, I was drawn to all of them, but I was really drawn to the zombie, which was scam. And so I took a photo, put it on Instagram, um, and he found me through a hashtag and reached out and he's like, I really like your art. Why my street art? And I was like, I am not cool enough for that shit. I am a goober. Like this is not, I'm not. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I love your work. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I actually ended up meeting up with uh, the whole, there was a bunch of them, like 15 of them I think came down, came to Seattle because uh, Post Alley Pike Place actually washed off all the gum on the wall. So oh, really? and invited artists to come out and put their work up and so I got a message from him and he was like hey we're all coming up to or coming to Seattle like you know meet us there and I was like holy shit <laughs> I made these two like little posters out of um really thin paper and sharpies like I was really proud of myself um they weren't very big and then i showed up at post alley and like they were running late because somebody's car broke down or something um and i'm i'm a nervous anxious person so i'm like sitting there waiting 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 and like as i i was finally like i can't do this i can't do this like i'm so nervous and I, i'm walking out of post alley they are all coming in and i was stopped <laughs> and i them back into the alley and I just they literally were dropping buckets putting posters up like immediately and I was like hi guys oh, man. <laughs> I'm picturing a scene from the movie the right stuff you know the astronauts walking in with all their stuff and sitting down and getting ready and everything <laughs> yeah yeah that's like, like it was just like this like flood of artists I was like what the hell is going on what is this um and they just were like piranhas on that wall like putting it up like crazy <laughs> And I was standing there holding my posters and boxes like off to my right. And I just look really <laughs> scared and intimidated. And he comes over and he's very soft-spoken. And he's like, do you need help? And I'm like, yes, yes I do. What do I do? And he's like, you've never done this before? And I'm like, no, I talked to Scam. I don't know which one he is though, you're all covered. And so I just gave Vox one of my <laughs> And Vox got Scam to come down and I looked 
and at Scamas and I met him and I was, you know, we chatted for a minute and he's like, do you want to put that one up for you? So Vox Romana and Scam put my first two ever posters up on the wall. I didn't do it. They did it for me because I was, I was like, totally hey, like. That's how it goes. Okay. That's how, just so you guys understand, um, anyone who's new to the, to the street art game, whatever you're wanting to get up and get started or whatever, yeah. you know, um, when, when you meet up with somebody that is, is already doing it, um, you know, the first couple of times or whatever, let them do it for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that you can see how it's done. Unless you're just like, you know, you don't have no worries or whatever. You're just ready to go. But that's part of it. You know, it's, um, it's like sometimes when I'm meeting someone and teaching them the stencil, I'll cut the stencil for them. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So that's, that's awesome that you, uh, you guys uh, met up like that. That is awesome. Yeah, that's so because Box and Scam were so sweet to me my first time putting posters up. So whenever there's, if, if a new artist pops up and I'm able to help reach out to them, I do so because it's oh, just. Oh, I love that. Well, I feel like, you know, pay it forward. And if they're interested in it and they have no idea what the hell they're doing, because I had no idea what the hell I was doing. Like, I just kind of reach out and say, hey, do you want, do you want to learn how to draw stickers? Do you want to learn about this process? Like, if you have a question, just ask me, it's fine. Yeah, um, totally. and, you know, I think that's what I love about the street art community too. I mean, at the, everything seems very- Well, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to have her on here, dude. This is, I mean, she's so inspiring, um, <laughs> you know, and, and, and helping, you know, encouraging new people getting in the streets and everything. And yeah, I, I mean, love it when we have like- We diverse. can use a hell of a lot more of her, you know what I mean? Totally, man. I love when we have diverse street artists and it's always cool to have like girl street artists that actually like get up, get up too. you know what I mean? Because it's mainly kind of like a, uh, old white thought man of, game. Thought, well, not even old, just like a, like, you know, a white man game sometimes like, a, but you know, I feel like, yeah. especially on this show, we brought a lot of diversity, man, in terms of, you know, from graffiti to different styles and different mediums, you know? So, but like I said, it's always cool to talk to a couple basically that does street art together too, you know? And I think it's, it's yeah. kind of like sweet. And uh, I romanticize, you know, I mean, think <laughs> you go out with two like buckets and, you know, some mops and then like you basically put out, you know, you put out stuff on the town, man. It's awesome. It's like, it's kind yeah. of sweet. It's, right? it, it's fun. So I, you know, and it, it's exhilarating and, you know, it's kind of nice to just kind of stick it to the man and say, fuck you. <laughs> Totally. Absolutely. Um, now we're not we're not going to mention your uh, your line of work that you do. I um, I, I can kind of like I can mention who I work with like but without yeah. mentioning exactly what it is. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, um, but so if you would please go ahead. Um, so uh, I work with at risk teenagers, uh, high poverty kids. Um, and so working with them is very eye-opening because I myself had a really good childhood. Um, I, I, you know, we weren't super wealthy, uh, but, you know, we were okay. But these kids, they have it really, really rough. And so uh, I, you know, I work with them. Uh, we make art together. Uh, and it's just really, really hard and sometimes emotionally draining work because these kids come from homes where there's drug abuse, um, abuse or their parents just don't want to be parents and they're never home. These are latchkey kids. Uh, and so my coworkers and I kind of become our, these surrogate parents, these children um, who need somebody to look up to and someone to actually say, I'm proud of you or, you know, show them the love that they need in their life because, you know, they, they deserve it just as much as any, any other kid. Um, 
Amazing. Yeah, it's, no, it's awesome. hard. <laughs> no, because yeah. you know what? <clears throat> to me, like, it, it's always cool because- I'm not like, scary-eyed at all, just so both of you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it because it's like, at the end, it's like, there's such a duality. I mean, in one sense, like, you're like, hey, I want to go out street, do street art and say, fuck the system, but I actually want to have all these, like, people too, you know what I mean? So, no, I, I, I love it, actually. I think I think it's like, uh, you know, like I said, you understand, even though you don't come from, necessarily from a poor background you're understanding uh the background of these kids that are from the street and who knows man one of them uh do they know about your street art stuff or do you keep that completely separate usually? so um i you know i'll mention like rx or vox or scam or like a couple others and the kids will kind of like the really really smart and perceptive ones will go on instagram and they'll look up and then they'll find me and so they'll come up to me and they're like, who you are? And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> what are you talking about? And they're like, you're Hello Kids Gun. I'm like, oh, holy shit. It's like, fuck. Um, <laughs> and um, so I bribe them with stickers for their silence. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I'm like, please, God, don't tell anybody. Like, Kids I'll are resourceful these days, man. I tell you, my, my little nine-year-olds, man, what they can do on, you know, and what oh. the information that they can get to and everything, it's... Oh man, we, we, it's we, got scary. Some, we got some kids in high school, uh, teenagers listening to this show too, that have definitely reached out to us too, man. So I feel like we definitely have like a wide range of audience from like old, old guys like Teach, <laughs> I'm just kidding, <laughs> to, to like guys in high school, you know, and <laughs> Teach is giving me the middle finger scratch right now. Well, one, of the, I'm just my eye one of the cool he's, things I think he's is He's aged that, like fine wine, he's a very <laughs> handsome fella. <laughs> definitely. definitely and one of the things i think is cool is that this is like kind of like a scene it's like hey if you want to get into uh, you don't want to get into too much trouble but you want to kind of be a rebel but you want to still stay creative man i think that's like why it's such a supportive community uh too a lot of times you know because at the end of the day yeah. it's really about like hey how good your art is and how much do you get up it's you know what i mean if you're just like taking a marker and crossing everybody out everybody's gonna hate you nobody's gonna love you you know what i mean yeah you know what that's, i do dig like what, i do dig what scam does with the uh you know the the really over the top shit you know with taking the, the spray can and, and just because there's some shit out there you just i mean it's just ridiculous you know, we don't need that kind yeah. of stuff out there. Yeah. So I don't mind. I don't mind that type of marketing through or, or spraying through, um, because some of that shit out there just doesn't even need, need doesn't even need to be there. Well, the person um, he was talking about um, was especially terrorizing women uh, in the community. So I'm like, he, yeah, he was black. He was terrorizing Ooh. women and also putting up racist stickers who is this piece of shit like racist <laughs> like yeah like he's he was oh, i tell you what if it was down here in la we he's about we to get be able to help out with that I, we're not really hooked up up there in portland but i'm telling you what there's a few guys here in town that would not stand for that crap yeah it's it's ridiculous so it's like all i right, feel it's so polarizing in portland. Get the fuck out. it's so weird in portland <laughs> because they're super like liberal people and then there's like some white supremacist people that like do they live in the woods or something or like what's going on with this? I imagine those people like be lumberjacks who live. They're like racist lumberjacks who live in the woods. That's, a, that's just where my mind goes. <laughs> you know. I think I think every town has their fascists. I love it because she's you know, laughing everything. and she has that treasure cat uh, mask. So it just, <laughs> it just actually, <laughs> it just, <laughs> it just <laughs> even more, exactly. Like, I'm like yeah. stop it. <laughs> 
I love going to the store with this on and like little kids just kind of like look at me and I'm like, I actually really love kids and they're just like this. <laughs> like, yeah, Cause you did look like you want to eat us. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I, you know, <laughs> I'm fine. I, I love this mask. So I just happen to creep people out. It's, not, it's nothing new. Let's do uh, our little segment of uh... check your feed. Check, your, check feed. your feed. Check your feed. Check your feed. Check your feed. Oh, basically, we're gonna just pull up your feed real quick, <laughs> and then, uh, dude, I, you know what I think it's really cool. Your art is like goth yet psychedelic. You, you, you know what I mean? Like normally, it's like, it's like, but you're it's like colorful, but it's also dark. Like I don't know how that works, but it, it, you know, there's, there's some sort of how would you, how would you describe how would Kitska how would you describe your your work? Um, you know, it all comes from my subconscious, so. It, you know, in my, in my, this is, most of these pieces come from my dreams. And my dreams are very colorful, but they're also, there's a lot of emotion and darkness in there as well. Um, growing up, I really loved Frida Kahlo, and I still do. And I'm very inspired by her. And she taught me to express myself in, in my truest emotions, um, not to hold back or hide anything. So in my art, nice. that is what I do. I don't hold back. I just kind of let it all go. And the women that you see and the animals that you see are, um, they're, they're what I call my dream wardens. And so I actually see them when I go to sleep at night and they're all in different uh, forms, uh, colors, all of that stuff. Um, and I, you know, they're the protectors of my, my thoughts and my emotions. Uh, and they've been with me since I was about five or six years old. I started seeing them in my dreams. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I was thinking you had a DMT trip and then you like, <laughs> you, you like, you saw these, but wow, they've been with you since you were a kid. That's amazing. I, yeah, I saw the wolf, they, by the way. I, I see, uh, you were talking about the wolf <laughs> earlier and, uh, and uh, we yep. do have a wolf right here on June 24th right here. So <laughs> that's <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> Went back to my... <laughs> And then, dude, so, so let me ask you, I mean, what, when you first start, were you like drawing on canvases before? What medium, what medium are yeah. these that you're, uh, uh, do you mostly work, like the ones we're looking at right now, what, what so, medium are these? Uh, I do a lot of mixed media work. Uh, for my, my wheat paste posters in particular though, I use watercolor and paint markers, and then I actually seal my posters with uh, a clear spray so that when I, paste onto the wall the watercolor doesn't run in the piece because if you don't seal it it will run um very clever that's true i figured it out on my own i was really proud of myself <laughs> well now you i have a more another uh, appreciation that i have for you is that um you know you actually hand paint your your pasters so that basically makes each one of them original um you know, and, and a lot of artists, they just have like the, you know, the one design and they just bang it up all over the place, which, you know, it's, it's fine and everything, but um, it just gave me another level of appreciation for your work when I saw like, you know, the, the handwork that you put in um, to each piece. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I actually have a couple pieces here too that I put aside if you yeah. want to see. Yeah. Yes, yes. Love to see them. So, this one. Oh, wow. Is that a piece of I wood? I hope nudity is okay, because... <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Yes, it's absolutely fine. Anything <laughs> we, you want to say or show? We got a couple nudists, yeah, on this show, but they didn't show anything, but... Okay. Um, but this is... So this is a wheat paste poster, the, the warden, um, and then this is a piece of wood. Um, and 
is like spray paint, watercolor, paint markers, all of that. It's a big mixed media piece. Um, well done. Beautiful. Love Thank that. You. And I have this guy. Oh, that's so cool. This oh, was uh, this was part of a, a show called UV. This is right right before COVID, um, and this was an interactive show. Uh, and the artists that put it on were um, Eyedrop and Pono Pinto. Uh, they put it on at ADX Port in Portland. It was really really cool. Um, and a bunch of artists made black and white pieces that were resin coated. So these are resin. Oh, wow, um, and then, nice. Yeah, and then Pono found like neon expo markers and they lit the place up with black lights and then invited people in um, to, you know, interact with our artwork and color it in or draw stuff on it. Oh, wow. Such wow. a cool show. Yeah, like there was a smog machine. <laughs> it was really what fun. What was the name of the show? Maybe you could pull it up. Uh, it's called UV and it was Y O U V. I don't know if it'll, I don't know if we'll find see if it. I can Maybe. find it, but uh, I'll try. Just yeah, uh, so you, those of you who are just listening know, the uh, piece that she just held up was like a giant uh, bunny with an uh, ornament on the, on the forehead. And um, the, the finish on it is amazing. You see, that was a resin finish? Yeah. Yeah, I actually, um, Eyedrop actually did the, Eyedrop and Pono did the resin finishes for our, all of the, most of the artists because I had never done it before. And it's a, very particular process so I you know I drew I drew the image and everything I spray painted the wood white but they they did the resin coating for us which was super super kind of them so. yeah I was just gonna say the the for the piece all together that looks sharp man that is like finished nicely and everything I can see I can tell by like when you put it down I can see the, the shine on it and everything very no nice bubbles per, like it was perfect I was like wow this is really cool <laughs> Well, there is there is a, an art to that when it comes to the the resining. Um, you know, yeah. it, it can't be on on a canvas that's um, too big because then the canvas dips, and then you've got a puddling problem in the middle of it. You know, so it has to be if it's a certain size, it has to be you know wood, and then if you have to have a mixture exactly right, you got to mix every single part of that together. You know, because if there's little pieces that you're missing and you're pouring that on there, that's going to be a soft, messed up looking spot. Yeah. And then once you get everything poured out, then you got to go back and get all the little bubbles out and everything with the, the heater the and all that stuff. Yeah, the little thing, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, you got to hope that whatever room you're doing this in is a dust-free, you know, uh, bug-free room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've, I've had a couple of, I would say, maybe 60% of the resining uh, pieces that I've done have uh, cat hair in them. <laughs> because of you know my little visitors I, that I, I love that I love your wait you I don't remember how many you have I remember the little one Lucy Lucy yeah we still have Lucy yeah <laughs> I, I love her yeah we had um, <laughs> Hendrix had Hendrix for about eight years and then uh, unfortunately he got eaten by the wolves um, no I'm saying one uh, coyotes coyotes ate wolves oh, cool with cool with wolves. Um, but uh yeah it's just sponsored by wolves on this episode man, so. <laughs> talk shit on <laughs> anyways i can't yeah um, i can't find the uv sorry guys but uh it yeah, sounds but like lucy's a, a lucy is a little badass cat man i tell you what happened to jake partially... don't you have a cat named jake yeah okay so we have yeah we have jake and, and lucy <laughs> i was like okay jake what happened to that <laughs> 
Well, dude, Jake is so old. I'm going to put up a video soon, like, where, where he was sitting next to the coffee maker, and he just, like, sat there, and then it started behind him, and he freaks out and looks at it. Like, the, the cat is so old that almost every day you have to, like, look at it and, like, nudge him to make sure he's still alive. He'll go to sleep, and Are he'll just sleeping? sit there for hours on end. Hours on end, the cat will just sit there and just sleep on the damn couch. And oh my God. he's so old that it, he could pass away any day, really, and, and it wouldn't be surprising. Um, but he, uh, you know, he helped raise Lucy. He helped make Lucy a little badass that she is. Because when she was really small, you know, she actually gave him life. She brought life back into him. He was starting to get kind of skinny and, and not eating much and cleaning himself much. And once Lucy came along, and she was big enough to kind of run around and bump into him and everything. And he started kind of swatting her around and everything. Then he like started cleaning himself again and started eating more. And, and then, you know, started training with her and it just <laughs> got more and more advanced, you know, the fighting and the jousting and everything. I remember those and, videos actually. <laughs> yeah. I, I put quite a few of them up and, and made her the, the badass cat that she is now. And I think one of the reasons why she is such a badass is because, um, you know, she didn't have a mom. Um, she and her two, uh, other little cats that were with her, um, they were found in a burned down house and here's, here's a crazy little, just off side story from that. Um, the other two cats that were with her, they were given to a lady that was, um, she was a Chinese lady and her husband unfortunately has Parkinson's and they have, um, I think a dozen cats and the cats help him with his, you know, with his, whatever, um, complications he's having from Parkinson's it helps him and so they named those two cats um Fred and Ethel that's without even knowing that we had named our cat Lucy and for those oh, of you wow. youngins out there who don't know what the fuck that's talking about I love, I love Lucy. Lucy yeah the who doesn't know Lucy no, actually, the main character, Fred and Ethel, were the, the couple that lived in the same building that they always hung out. Yeah. Kids got to know no what Lucy is, we... right? They, huh? Kids got to know what Lucy is, right? No? Shit, you're right, man. I mean, yeah, it's so crazy. We're old. Who the fuck watches black and white TV, man? Like, that was the only show that was like, once they turned it color, you're like, wait, 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 this is fucking weird, man. There's like, like some. I, I don't... <laughs> I don't like that. You're like, wait, what the fuck, man? No, but yeah, yeah. you're right. Kids, I don't think they, they, they're going to sit around and watch like fucking 1950s television, man. That shit's almost 100 years old, man. Like, yeah, like my, my, yeah, the, the kids that I work with, like I'll mention, I'll make like a reference to something from the 1980s or 1990s. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh God, I'm old. <laughs> 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 like hey, I'm back to the future next. like the, the last time that i saw them you gotta go like, rick and morty now okay rick it's all about rick and morty that's the new back to the future <laughs> i don't really watch it like i i tried watching rick and morty and i just didn't get into it and i was like yeah i, I tried to actually one of my high school friends no middle school I, uh well in middle school we were friends she's like the creator or writer of that show and i totally oh. would yeah it's so crazy i found that out through through like uh, Instagram, basically, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm like, damn it, it should have been nicer. I mean, it should have been like nicer to her. <laughs> like afterwards, we could have like connected. Just asked her out. <laughs> exactly. exactly. That sure. Okay, so my my wife is is in the middle of putting together a, a movie right now, and the the lead actor or uh, is is a female, 
and um, she was supposed to have a call with her on, um, I guess it was uh, Tuesday. Yeah, she spoke, call was supposed to be on Tuesday, but it got postponed to Wednesday because on Tuesday, it was her father's birthday. Her father was turning 40. The lead actress in my wife's movie is like, I don't know, 19 years old. Yeah. And so, like, her father is basically, you know, 40. Dude is 40. Meanwhile, you know, my wife, uh, I guess what, she's um, 49 now? 39, excuse me, yeah, 39. <laughs> no, but it was just a, you know, <laughs> kicking the, you know, like the, the actor isn't 40. No, her dad's 40. That's why you can't have the call today because she's celebrating her dad's 40th birthday. Yeah, it'll be, uh, made, it'll be the next day. That just made you feel like super... <laughs> super old, man. Now I feel like a fossil. <laughs> I'm five years away from 40, so... Well, old like Jake, right? Old like Jake the cat, man, basically, right? Yeah. I, I saw right, this so really cool this. cat tattoo that you have, the, uh, actually. I just wanted to... No, I, this this Whoa. is a no leopard tattoo. I was trying to bring it back to cats, man, so we can bring it to a tattoo. You know, yes, I mean, please. bring it back in a circle. Yeah, it's a, segue. It's a, yeah, it's a snow leopard. I I got that because I well I like snow leopards, but they're also super elusive um, and hard to spot and wild. And I kind of equated that with being a street artist because we. We don't really do much during the daytime, at least here in Portland, we're kind of very anonymous and secretive. And so, you know, just like the snow leopard. And nice. so I kind of equated it to that. And that's I like why that. I got that on me. I, I saw a leopard with th the third eye too. Like I saw a lot of, the, or a lot of the imagery, you know, with the third eye, basically, like, obviously that's kind of like, uh, yeah. you know, your subconscious, I guess you would say, right. Or I, I don't, I'm just saying like, uh, is that kind of like, um something that appears in your dreams as well like you mentioned yeah a lot of a lot of the creatures or women will have a third eye um and it's you know they, it's their sense of sight seeing into the future um i know it's gonna sound nuts but when i was younger um, as a teen you know some of them would you know tell me about something that would have possibly happen in the future and some of those things actually have happened to me and i'm like I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if this is real or not. So, Wait, so they would appear to you events. before you fall asleep, kind of, and like kind of guide you into sleep, and then have a, and then they would tell you a prophetic dream, basically, in a sense. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Dude, look, it's I, you know, I've a... the world's a crazy place, man. The New York Times announced there's fucking aliens, basically. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Oh there's, yeah, there's, no, no, no. Yeah. They, 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 you know, I mean, so, how they're gonna be letting so, out more, more information to the public soon. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. this is. A, I believe anything now, man. Straight up, you know, like I said, there's UFOs now. Like, you know, for sure. 100% sure, right? You know? Well, so like, I, I think Kiska could possibly be alien. I'm telling you, man. I mean, uh. <laughs> I'm just wearing a human skin suit. I'm actually a lizard person. <laughs> and there she goes. She admitted it, guys. She admitted it. That's what the fucking what, uh, Kiska, what kind of music are you into? Um, I listen to a lot of, <laughs> I listen to a lot of 90s hip hop, actually. <laughs> I, I love Missy Elliott with all of my being. Um, she is oh, one of yeah. my people in the entire world. I remember sneaking her CDs into my house because my mom was like, you are not listening to that. That is curse words. And she's talking about sex. And I'm like, I like it. Like, so <laughs> I, 
I would sneak it into the house and she would find them and hide them from me. And I was like, oh, I gotta go get another one or like have a friend over sibling get me one. Um, yeah. But it was uh, Misty Elliott, Aaliyah. I love Janet Jackson. <laughs> um, and so for modern music, I do like electronic music. Uh, I listen to awesome. a lot of too as far as electronic but like when i'm feeling nostalgic it's well actually missy elliott's almost every day I listen well, to her. let me ask you because because i'm a music producer and a dj so that's usually why i teach ass as well too and i love 90s hip-hop i grew up you know my tupacs my ice cubes my everything you know let's talk about missy it's so good I, you know what it's so good because i feel like it was like very like it's it's like the goth hip hop dude you know what i mean because it literally was talking about like death and like all, all this kind of things going on at the time and when you look yeah. at it it's a very specific like period of time where uh like i said the the early hip hop it was more old school it was graffiti b-boy and break dancing and shit like that and then it just became like a weird period where it was like hey if you're not a gangster and you're not <laughs> talking about this shit like we don't even want to listen to it like you know what i mean 90s was weird like that so like even one of the things i loved about yeah. missy elliott was like she was so hard even though she was a, a female you, you know what i mean like nobody could diss her rhymes basically you, you know what i mean like uh and, and yeah. the visual aspect of it was so cool like you know i remember what i can't remember what song it was but when she had those black sunglasses and the black trash bag thing yeah that's blowing iconic up, blowing up you know, exactly right and then it's just like dude even yeah, i, I even think know that one yeah I exactly it's, it's iconic yeah. you know what i mean it's so crazy it was like the matrix was out during that period of time so it was all yeah. this kind of like black like kind of like i don't know vinyl look or latex look you know what i mean like i don't know it's just it's just super cool and that's what i'm saying i stand by what i say gangster rap is the goth rap man actually you know <laughs> she, <laughs> was, she was just super she was super innovative and she was just so like she came out she's a strong woman like you know i looked up i looked up to her so much and like i didn't i always wondered how tall she was because i thought she was like really really tall like i thought she was like six <laughs> tall. and then i saw her in the lizzo music video and lizzo's 510 and missy i think is five four five three and i was like what <laughs> No, I was like, I'm taller than Missy Elliott. I was like, oh my god, oh, no, no, I like that. You know, it, it's funny because she, I, I mean, she basically came out. I would say, uh, at, like, kind of, I would say a little bit before, like the whole Lil Kim thing and and stuff like that, right? So it's just like, it, it like that, like transition. I feel like between like Queen Latifah style until the Lil Kim style, and nowadays, like, it's like Nicki Minaj, like all these people, they're kind of like similar to the Lil' Kim style in terms of like the overly sexual kind of thing, you know, you know what I mean? And it's funny that she did a, uh, um, a collaboration with Lizzo because like, if you, do you know who Lizzo is, Teach? No, anyways, she, if you ever see like, um, no. you know, uh, uh, a shapely like rapper who's a black woman and she's playing the flute in like a wedding dress, it's kind of- it's, She's amazing. I mean, yeah, I mean- Sounds she's, cool. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's like, challenges like uh, what the male Sanders in hip hop considered beautiful, I, I would say, you, you know what I mean? And uh, so it's kind of like, yeah. you're, you're big, you're beautiful, you, you know, I'm things like that. But uh, it's cool. Uh, that, I, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, no, I actually, um, so like growing up, I was never a very like small skinny thing. I was really, really tall. And um, I was, I, I call my shape sturdy. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so like, you know, 
growing up in the 90s, we had those like really waif thin models and stuff. Like it was, it, it was hard for, you know, to be a little girl and see that and not be able to beat that because you thought that that was the beauty standard. And so like, you know, fast forward to now, Lizzo exists and it's like, she has given me so much more confidence as a woman as, you know, about my shape and the way I look. And like, I, you know, I just love myself a whole lot more because of, you know, because of her. She's, I'm she's going to pull it up real quick. Just so you That's know. awesome, she, man. I'm, she I'm is sure a, she would love to hear that. <laughs> she's a bad, oh my God, I love her. <laughs> she's so cool. Yeah, she, yeah. I, I mean, no, I've never seen this woman. She yeah, oh, plays yeah, the I, classical yeah. flute. She can, she can rap, she can sing, and she plays the classical flute. And it's like, she just pulls it out of nowhere, and you're like, wait a minute. I, dude, okay, I'm going to be honest with you. I, th I thought when you were saying something about the flute, I, I, I thought you were talking about the skin flute. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, you, you thought I was going, talking about an actual I was going like, there. instrument. Like, <laughs> yeah, like the, <laughs> of the woodwinds. Yes. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, but but it's kind of interesting, actually, because, like. I'm curious um, now. I'm going to have to listen. Dude, yeah, you should. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, let me. Let me but hold on, real quick, as we're talking about music, um, electronic music, what kind of electronic, because I'm also a house music producer as well, too. Um, so, like, what kind of uh, electronic do you like? There's so many genres, um, I, right? I like a lot of drum and bass. Um, oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, anything that, yeah. Jungle like, or drum and bass? Um, all of it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, chicks I that just, love drum know, and bass are the coolest, man. Do you guys know what I'm just saying? Um. <laughs> I just, you know, I I don't always need lyrics in a song. Like sometimes I just like listening to the noise, like the, the layers of sounds. I really like picking that apart. Um, when I was younger, I would listen to like, my mom liked Mozart and stuff like that, like classical music. And I hated it until she kind of pointed out, she's like, well, listen to how the different instruments are playing their parts and see if you can pick them apart. And so it was nice to like kind of be able to hear the layers of music on top of each other and how they came together to form you know a song and so i love that about electronic music because there's so many layers to it uh that it just you know if you actually really listen to it you can hear all those different layers that yeah they come to form this really you know awesome song. yeah especially if you start producing it you know a song uh, i mean could have like 50 60 layers of music like i mean of like different types of sounds going on and uh it's a lot of work it's it's all just like into two minutes and then the listener is actually taking so much for granted sometimes it's like you don't even understand it's like wow there's these strings in the background that are kind of like subtly making the hairs on your neck stand up if you listen to it closely you know what i mean so i think it's like so awesome that when people can appreciate it when people say that they love drum and bass like to me it's like one of my favorite genres of electronic music I don't spin it because I just love to dance to it. Most of the actual uh, house music and other electronic music, I kind of become like, since I produce it, I've kind of become numb to it. I know what's it, what's good and can make people dance. I could bob my head, but it'll never make me like physically dance, man. But drum and bass, like, especially for me, there's like jump up drum and bass, basically. It's, uh, you know, I love Sub Focus. I love like Andy C. I love and everything from Hospital Records. If you're in the know, you're yeah. in the know. If you don't, I, you don't. You know, you know what I mean? It's like one of those, yeah. like, it's like street art, man. It's a very, like, kind of, like, genre that it's like, dude, if, if you know what I'm talking about, everybody's like, oh, shit, you're my friend. You, you, you know what I mean, right? <laughs> She's not. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, during quarantine, like, obviously my moods have, like, been like this because it's, it's, it's hard. 
to be, you know, in your house most of the time. And, but like, sometimes, you know, I'll just pop in my earbuds and just listen to drum and bass, like dance around the house like an idiot. And the cats are just like, what is she doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> exercise and get my like, you know, serotonin. Oh, totally, going. man. I mean, like, some yeah. focus drop like a new, um, like kind of like a live set basically. Yeah. I, I just turned it on and I was like, oh my God, this is so good, man. Like. It makes me so happy. Uh, I'll just sit there and, <laughs> and just smoke bowls and just kind of like hop around the fucking, not even hop, but just like, you know, drum bass people think it's like really fast. So you, you don't actually have to like jump on every single beat. It's more of like a swing dancing thing. Like a, a lot, a lot yeah. of people don't understand. Like even though the, the beat is maybe like a uh, hundred and uh, 140 basically a lot of times or, you know, Maybe it's 160. You know what I mean? But the point is, you're, you could only have to dance like half of the beat a lot of times, you know? Because if, if you're trying to like actually dance on every single beat, it's, a, it's like way too tiring, you know what I mean? But, uh, <laughs> but Teach, let me just show you. This is like an iconic performance from Lizzo. And if you haven't seen it, you got to see it, man. Because this is it's like, so to me, it's just like, uh, <laughs> all right, it's just. I know which right. one you're pulling. Yeah. <laughs> So for the audience, we're, well, we're it actually, hasn't even started yet, and I'm already impressed. Wow. So basically, you know, they're dancing on top of the birthday cake. If you don't know, I mean, like, yeah, a lot of people, you know, she's basically wearing a bride's dress. There's a bunch of people, you know, but she's definitely not hiding and very proud of the fact that, like, she's a, a very large woman. You, you know what I mean? She I looks love. good. She looks so good. Oh my you know God. what? To me, uh, beauty comes a lot in body language, and if it doesn't really matter to me how big a woman is if she's happy with and and you can tell that and how they're moving and everything then i'm stoked <laughs> with it you know what i mean yeah yeah she she has so much confidence and it's you know it's just infectious it's 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 really great because you know a lot of women look at their bodies and they're like i don't look like this like you know super a lot of men too man a lot of men too to, I mean. to hell so you know. Well, there was a while, there was a limit still kind of around, uh, you know, a good amount, you know, the expectations for what fashion should be and, you know, the ideal shape and all this fucking bullshit. And um, I'm just, I'm, I'm glad they were at least making some, you know, uh, we're, we're evolving some, is what I mean. And, we should, we uh, should take care of our health, though. That, uh, that, that I don't want to, uh, yeah. I want to. You, you know what I mean? I mean, like I said, it's just like most of these models. Uh, my wife was, which was one of them uh, back in the day. She actually modeled with um, Cindy Crawford, Naomi, and all these guys, and um, she was starving herself. It was yeah. totally unhealthy for her. Yeah, eating grapes. And, you know, nice luckily, she, yeah, she luckily she's uh, you know highly intelligent and um, studied uh, you know acting and film and everything and writing. And, um, you know, she became an amazing writer and, you know, director and everything. But, um, you know, she suffered greatly from that. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's horrible what it was like for a while. And I'm, I'm glad that we're, you know, moving away from that because my daughter, you know, last thing I would want to see my daughter going through is, you know, punishing herself to do something that she thinks looks good. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, when I was little, I was kind of, I looked really dorky. I had like big, thick glasses and braces and I was tall and like awkward. Um, and, you know, girls used to tell me that I was never going to find a boyfriend. I, you know, this and that, like they were super mean. And I was just like, <laughs> kids are the worst. Smart then. 
like I'll read books. So I'm not going to be pretty. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> no, I, I can't imagine. Honestly, I feel for the girls that are growing up nowadays. Because well, of social kids are the media. most vicious, dude. They are they super are. fucking vicious, man. Yeah. Because they're really I've, honest. They're really had, honest. And they I've tell had, you exactly yeah. what the fuck they're thinking. They're not afraid to do that. You oh, know? I've, had, I've had kids like that I work with and they're like, really, do you think that outfit works? I'm like, <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> down yeah like they are very they can be brutal but they can also be really really nice you know so if i look if i actually look you know they think i look really pretty that day they're like you look beautiful and i'm like thank you <laughs> my outfit was terrible but i still you know, i got another question for you um now that you've you know you've got the uh the sickness the the street art sickness um do you ever see yourself not doing it like retiring from doing it or whatever, getting old, you know, growing sick of it or anything? Um, I mean, probably like take a little bit of like a break or a hiatus. I don't think that's a bad thing to take a little bit of a hiatus and then get back to it. But I feel like it's something that's always going to be a part of me because it's so, it's so fun and unique and exhilarating. I love like, I love it when there's like a cop car really close by and I have a sticker in my hand. And I just like put it on the stop sign. Like that just... <laughs> I love that show. Have you ever had a cop roll up when you and see you? So, yes, I was in Seattle and uh, <laughs> I was putting up a sticker on a sign. And this is when I was like a new street artist and I was drawing 228 stickers and I thought I was really super badass. And I was putting it up on the stop sign and this cop comes up behind me and he's like, excuse me. And I'm like, he's like, uh, you should not be doing that. And I'm like, Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I didn't know there are stickers. There are other stickers on the sign. I thought that was okay. Like playing really cute and dumb. And he's like, yes. he's like, well, you can do it this one time, but don't do it again. And I'm like, okay. And so he walks away. And I walk down to the next sign and I put another one up. And yes. I like, okay. Nice. I was like, come and get me. I can run pretty fast. <laughs> I love. I can see that. Yeah, she learned her lesson all right. Down Her motivation for doing it is sticking it to the man, too. I, I, <laughs> I love it. I'm one of those people who, like, people are like, you can't do that. You're never going to do that. And I'm like, watch me. I'm going to fucking do it now. <laughs> watch me sore. Watch me sore. <laughs> that's awesome. Like, if I fuck up, that's fine. Like, but I did it. So, yeah. I tried. On my own terms, basically. <laughs> yeah. I totally feel yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I love it, yeah, man. I'm that I, I love I love talking to street artists, basically of all sorts, and and like I said, we we're finding out like different motivations, man. I, I I I love yours because, like I said, the duality. But on one hand, it's like fuck you, but then we find out you work with like at risk youth, man. And I think that's yeah, you know what I mean. I think uh, it all evens out too at the end, probably. Well, like, I mean, when I was a kid, I was like super good. I was a, I was a total square. Like I never put a tell out of line. I always, you know, when adult told me to do something, I did it. You know, I did all my homework. I studied. Like I was the really, really nerdy good kid who got picked on all the time by the other kids. And like, as an adult, like when I when I put those or when they put the posters up for me the first time, I was like, ooh, that's kind of cool. And I feel kind of excited about it. And so then I would go out in Seattle by myself and do it. And like it was just this feeling of like I feel kind of like a little bit like a badass, <laughs> like you know that because you know I never felt that way. I never felt like cool or like a badass at all. Like I always felt like this big dork that I made fun of. And I you know so now like all of these people who made fun of me growing up or like having 
families and mortgages and I'm out here running around like a psychopath with wheat paste and posters like at one o'clock in the morning like nice I love it especially military wives right Jesus I mean huh? I oh <laughs> my god they would clutch their pearls they'd be like you do what it's illegal and I like it <laughs> that is so it, awesome man. man I love it so, so I was thinking, uh, um, you know, we hit an hour right now. Can Maybe you can tell us a little bit about where we can find you um, on yes. social media. Uh, so I have uh, an Instagram account. It's at hello underscore Kitska. Um, I also have a Twitter account, and that one is at hello Kitska, just one word. Kitska is spelled K-I-T-S. Spell it Kitska. Oh, Oh, it's K-I-T-S-K-A. It's right there on the bottom of her thing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That, that, that part doesn't appear, actually, on the uh, rendered video. Oh, it doesn't oh. appear on the thing? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I'm just, just letting you, you know what I mean. For some reason, it doesn't do that. But, yeah, awesome, man. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Okay, so go ahead and give her a follow, guys, on uh, Instagram. And, uh, and uh, yeah, man, we love to And don't out. be afraid to reach out and support because she's super fucking awesome. And, uh, you know, now you know what she does. And, um, you know, please reach out yeah. and say hi. If you're, uh, if you're a young lady and we have talked about anything that, you know, uh, appeals to you, um, I think Kitska is okay with you uh, with maybe a direct message or something. Oh, yeah. Anybody, anybody yeah. message me and I'll get back to them as soon as I can. Awesome. I, you know, I may check my messages at least once a week. Um, Sometimes I get two, sometimes I get 20. It depends on the day or the week or whatever. So anybody at all, anybody at all can message me with questions. That's totally fine. And I will answer. Awesome. So awesome. Awesome. Thank you so Thank much. You so much. The show. And uh, like I said, when we go to Portland, and uh, we're definitely going to, uh, you know, hang out with you guys. And uh, we can't wait to uh, do this in person, basically. All right? Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. So uh, to the audience, love you guys. Take care and uh, peace.